this remix last night and I am so glad that I watched the original first because <laughs> you would have not had I would have had all the no idea and also <laughs> I had some trouble downloading this and I'm really glad that I was like my wife figured out how to get it and I'm really glad that I did watch this because if I hadn't and you were sitting here trying to explain it to me I would just be like are, are you sure you didn't fall asleep is this a dream you had like, like what why you... is the film melting and falling apart what's going on <laughs> what is happening so <laughs> he, had, he had a bad batch of uh, the I, mushroom edibles. No, literally, <laughs> no, dude, literally, literally, I told Jackie because I said this is like exactly what it's like to be on mushrooms watching. Yeah, because it's so insane. It was funny because, like, so uh, I may or may not have eaten. What am I kidding? Like, yeah, <laughs> are you trying we're to get incriminated? D- <laughs> we're in DC, it's legal. Um, I I had eaten some, my, some mushrooms a while ago and um, legally. Um, legally purchased legally in, in the District of Columbia. Um, and I was, and my wife was watching like some comedy sketch videos on her phone and I was looking at them over her shoulder and I was like, did they do some kind of weird filter on that? <laughs> like, did they put some kind of like new wave filter? And she was like, no, there's no filter on this. It's You're tripping balls. <laughs> right. And so, and I told her like, there were parts of this movie that I was like, babe, you remember when I was looking at the Auntie Donna video and I was like, is there a filter on this? This is what it looked like. This yeah. is what this looked like to me. And, and in the way where it like, It'll start doing small things to like mess with how it looks, and then all of a sudden it just like pushes this weird uh, edit in there. So, uh, oh yeah, just to start yeah, the episode. Yeah, we should originally. like sorry, we should like explain <laughs> yeah. what we're oh, talking let, about. Let me start off. <laughs> uh, let me start off with the, with yeah, the yeah, catchphrase yeah. before I get into it. <clears throat> okay. Remix. It's the Review Do Podcast. I'm DJ. I'm Evan. And this is the podcast where we typically look back on movies that we grew up with uh, from our favorite filmmakers and ask, you know, uh, how good are they from our adult perspective? What do we what do we think about them, you know, coming into it? And, but this one was actually very specifically a request by, um, oh, let me get make sure I have their name. Oh, crap. Oh, yeah, there it is. Uh, thank you so much to Apocalypse Then, uh, as opposed to Apocalypse Now, uh, yeah. <laughs> requesting Racer Trash's edit of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Now, when I saw that, and they just sent me like a link to an archive, like .org post, I was just like, what? What is? What's going on here? <laughs> and, like, I, but as I started watching it, like I had that so like nerd out movie buff kid like sequence of like watching this movie and be like oh my god the potential of the weirdness of cinema realized in that like old school French new wave like movies don't have to be linear they can just be doing this thing and they're trying to emotionally show you something so let's just have this weird shit happen that doesn't really make sense sometimes but it's kind of like but taken to this new age degree right where it's like you're taking this already completed film and then like Futzing with it and mixing it and messing it around yeah, in a way yeah. with them. It's funny that they use the word. Uh, well, I mean, they're taking it from vaporwave. The people who uh, do the re-editings of these things. Uh, but I was thinking of like French New Wave and how it's like a lot of the movies were like you know purposefully messing with the idea of narrative, messing with what the film was supposed to do, shaking up the camera. There's one movie actually that I was just um, 
in, in film class, we're already getting uh, into the, the other side of theory before we even get to the freaking movie. Um, but there was this, what was it? Uh, 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 who was the person? Uh, it, um, who is this Godard? director? Yes, Jean-Luc Godard, yeah. uh, who made the movie uh, Pierre Lofou, and uh, I think it's uh, Breathless, I think it was that one. Because uh, uh, boot de souffle and like these weird movies where it's like me, my sixteen-year-old brain watching this in film lit, and I'm like, this isn't working. How movies are supposed to work? I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> yeah. But then being able to go back to it later and be like, oh, because they were reacting to the idea of like well, movies have to be this rigid narrative, and it's like, well, says who? Like maybe I'm gonna do this with it. And so it's fun to see like in this new age, like the new context of people messing with film and doing things. Because uh, so the context for this is uh, this request for. This, uh, I don't know what we call it, Vaporwave remix of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, yeah, yeah. is that it's uh, these uh, people who like basically hang out on Twitch and were, in fact, I think I have the article pulled up. And now I just want to say, because you just said these people, and when we got to the end of it and I saw the credits and there was like 24 people yeah. that worked on this. I literally thought throughout the entire movie until I saw the credits that this was one person doing all this. Mm. Like, obviously, there was, like, the part in the middle with the girls' the voices and you hear multiple people. But I thought yeah. all the edits were basically one person. And I was like, who sat down and made a two-hour movie and completely remade a two-hour <laughs> movie that, you know... Yeah, and, and to basically let you know, like, the style of this movie, it's basically, like... If YouTube poop editing was taken seriously, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know what those videos were just be like, ah, this weird shit happened yeah, yeah, like yeah, a SpongeBob yeah. clip and like, you know, SpongeBob screams at a moment and instead of it is... just screaming, there's like an explosion or something like that. that yeah, happens, and I know? think we do see SpongeBob at one point. I think so, yeah. SpongeBob all, and... All of them, a lot of the memes are represented. <laughs> and actually, and YouTube, there, there yeah. YouTube makes appearances, like the actual yeah, yeah. framework of YouTube. And, and people looking up it, it's so interesting interesting is we're gonna get into this yeah, so uh yeah. just to read from this article from the verge uh it's like like so many beautiful internet creations racer trash started off as a joke last may editor uh alex t jacobs caught a double feature of two-lane blacktop and speed racer on ariel gardner's twitch stream so this is people watching uh movies on twitch and like hanging out just like yeah, watching yeah, movies yeah and like uh, he typed in chat that he'd always wanted a vaporwave cut of speed racer but that it would probably never happen 48 hours later on jacobs birthday his wish came true in the form of speed vapor uh, the first racer trash movie. So uh, this is basically like you know someone going like, "Hey, here's a stupid silly idea," and then someone going like, "Hmm, let me actually, wait a you know what? You know I what? got time." <laughs> yeah. I had always heard uh, the movie Speed Racer by the Wachowskis was whack movie. Like it's more style than substance. Don't really check it out because it's a really long and like a waste of your time. But then it was like, "Wait, a speed vaporwave cut? Hmm, I might check this out just to see what they do, right? Yeah. Because I've heard like it's interesting visuals, and then to see like oh things that are interesting visuals and someone per in per you know and uh, purposely doing more with it to like mess around mm -hmm. with it. What could that do as a fun just experience to just watch and take right, in, right? right, right. In that same way that uh, I think there was a big thing in like the seventies or something like that, where like you know or late sixties, where like you know movie the theaters knew the kids yeah. were dropping acid, and so they would like yeah do uh, uh, what was it. Uh, they would rescreen movies like Alice in Wonderland mm -hmm. and, you know, stuff like that to be like, oh, well, it's a new experience to, you know, trip out and hang out, you know? So I like that there's this, like, this is the new version of that, right? We're like, because uh, uh, what it is is, like, you know, you can't get the movies 
uh, just anywhere because, well, they're re-editing copywritten content, so, like, they have to be kind of, like, hush-hush about how right, when they right. screen them. So it's like, oh, hey, here's a Twitch stream. You can watch it now, and, you know, later on we don't have to worry about the copyright because we're just going to take it down anyway. So I like that, like, that, you know, that it's giving us this interesting, strange new venue of, like, you can enjoy the, this kind of, like, movie over here that you have to go over here to get, you know? like Yeah, it's... <laughs> it's um... It reminds me a little bit of, I mean, this was a different thing, but the guy who, I think this was the same guy who did Baby Cakes. Do you know Baby Cakes? Mm, what about? Brad Neely. He did the Washington, Washington, Washington. Oh, yeah, because he did that show. He did the show. What was the name of the show? Baby Cakes? Oh, China, Illinois. Oh, he did China, and, Illinois. And I just which, started watching yeah, yeah. that like uh, a couple of months ago. I was like, oh my God, this is brilliant. <laughs> yeah, Baby Cakes was like the original web series that China, Illinois mm-hmm. is based on. Um, but so I think it was that guy who did this thing where he had never seen any of the Harry Potter movies or read the books, but he was in a bar once and he saw the first Harry Potter movie playing on the TV and he couldn't really hear it. So he just started riffing. I think I remember. And then he went home and like recorded this whole thing where he just riffed it. And he, and I remember downloading the the audio on a website that was called like illegal art and <laughs> and that that phrase Ooh, illegal yeah. art has just always stuck with me because my <laughs> thing is like I'm not you you rapscallion you scoundrel <laughs> well like I'm not I'm not getting your art illegally <laughs> I'm not a hundred percent against the idea of you know I'm I'm very much actually not against the idea of intellectual property because very often artists get their work stolen like artists who are not making a lot of money hey, you know you wouldn't download a car would you? <laughs> well i mean how stupid that you know is. but you know but thinking about like in reality thinking about like you know no, poor, you're right, yeah. poor artists selling their stuff on Etsy or whatever, yeah. and then somebody steals it and and manufactures. You know, that's an issue on the internet. But see, we see people call that a lot, out a lot of the time, right? When someone will like post or make someone like, "Hey, wait a minute, right? You didn't that. You didn't make that, yeah." Right, because the the issue is, um, and also side note, it's really bizarre to me how many people because I've seen this exchange where an artist will like contact a company and say like, mm. "Hey, you know, that's my art that you're you're selling on these T-shirts. I didn't give you permission to do that." And they're like, "No, I found it on Google." Yeah, and it's I've like, seen that. "Do yeah. you?" Google is a search engine. <laughs> it's a search engine. It searches other websites like something. Be- That's like saying I own this house because I saw it on a map. Yeah, I, I, you know what I'm thinking? Like, of? I think it's just people's. <laughs> your brains. house is mine now because I saw it on yeah. Google Maps. I think it's people's brains, like you know attuning to what the internet really is right because like 10 years ago if you liked a picture you couldn't just get that picture you had to like pay for it or find some way to do it and now it's just like oh i can just hit the right click button and save as and it's just my picture now and like you know like and and the thing is like i feel like you should not be making money off of somebody else's creation that's where the line is but something like this is like the racer trash people and also making like big hollywood movies you know this isn't like some indie person who right well i mean there's there's that in terms of like the degree of actual harm is like obviously you know it was like that south park episode about napster like (laughs) obviously the people who made crouching tiger hidden dragon are not like you know like Chow Young Fat is not, you know, yeah. living in a cardboard box because of racer trash. Right. And in fact, <laughs> I mean, like I said, like I want to watch the Speed Vapor version. Mm-hmm. Like this might actually bring yeah, interest the, to the movie. The Wachowski sisters are not like yeah, you know can't right. pay their rent because of racer trash. Yeah, but um, you know, but uh, I, I think um, more than that, it's the issue of if you're doing like 
trans and I mean this is also why the idea of like transformative works and um and mm. fair use and all that and I'm not like a copyright law expert by any means but but that's why these concepts exist is that if you're transforming a something and making it into something new and also not making it any money off of it and just doing it for the love of it and to share and to make something cool you know I I just I have a hard time understanding because you, no, you can't watching, touch it. I said you can't, watching yeah. this, like it's like I said, I'm very glad I watched the just original regular Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. I I don't I do not think you should watch this without having seen the original yeah. movie. It's good supplemental um, material, <laughs> right? So if anything, it's gonna you know get people to rent Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon more. Yeah. You know, it's not gonna to see what it looks like without. It's this, not like yeah. it's not like just you know, downloading the original movie. It's, it's very, and, and it's not even like a, who needs the old when we have, when we have this new updated cut, like it's nothing right. like that. Really. Well, and, <laughs> and also to like, you know, wax philosophical on like the nature of art for a second. You know, if you go back to the Renaissance, if you were a painter, like back in, you know, like Da Vinci's day or whatever, you, you had to make your own paint. You had to go like get mm. mineral powders and vegetables and like make your own paint. You had to, you know, make you had to like smooth down wood or stretch canvas or whatever you had to make your own mm -hmm. everything and now you know a, you're a painter you go to the the art store and you buy a little nice tubes and paint brushes and all that and it's like is a painter now less of an artist because mm -hmm. they're not grinding all their own paints mm -hmm. like no but they're taking advantage of mm -hmm. you know more advanced base materials that they can then do cooler stuff with because yeah. they have more time so to me it's you know, using using the this kind of technology and the base of a, of a complete movie that you're transforming then to something completely different. It's like using a tube of paint. Yeah, and so which I don't say to denigrate the original movie at all. The original movie is a beautiful and complete work of art yeah. in and of itself. It's not like just oh, here's some raw material, but it could be used that way. Yeah, it, it, it's fascinating to see like this next level of being able to manipulate art. You know, yeah. to make a new experience you know yeah, what i'm saying yeah. uh so to get into the movie itself uh yeah um well for for me like i had seen the original crouching tiger and dragon because i growing up like love kung fu movies yeah my mom uh you know would take me to movies all the time so like it's like a, the big movie that everyone's talking about we, we probably saw it around mm -hmm. this time and in fact my mom actually worked at a movie theater uh I think she might have been just out of it around this time, but, uh, you know, it's definitely, like, we're still, like, going to see, like, premiere TV. I mean, premiere films, you know what I mean? Uh, and this was one of the huge ones, and I remember, like, it being that moment of, because I was, like, maybe, like, 10 or 11, and, like, I like going to see Kung Fu movies, but I didn't have the money to go see a bunch for myself, so this being this big event, and this is the new Kung Fu movie, and it's like, whoa, what is it? Like, the way that they are moving, it's so, like, you know, um, so... Uh, it's so like light and bouncy, but it still has impact with how like the choreography moves, especially in the uh, the the bamboo tree scene. It's yeah. so incredible. I, I just was so I have not watched a whole lot of kung fu movies. Um, I really enjoyed this, and I thought the coolest thing to me, one of the coolest things, was that there's no. Um, overt magic in this there's nobody like casting spells there's no ghosts there's no you know demons there's no like overt magic except that all of the martial artists can fly yeah and, and they fly in the way that like you fly in dreams or at least the way yeah, i fly that's in dreams the thing. yeah it's like where, it's not just you can just like superman it's like yeah you still have to like get, catch on to something and then like 
flip off of it like yeah 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 they do, they have this very yeah like i just so i'm glad I, you brought that up and, it's and like I, in dreams i, I thought really it was very cool and how it's like I think at a couple points, characters say something like, oh, are we going to fly? They'll bring it up. Then, yeah, they'll be like, oh, you're just going to, uh, are you going to fly off again? Or something like that. Where yeah. it's just like, wait, they, they're acknowledging it. They do acknowledge <laughs> it once or twice, but it's like very, it's, it's, tongue, it's tongue done. Sort of like, well, it's done so casually that it's almost more, it, it's like if they hadn't acknowledged it at all, it would actually be making a bigger deal out of it. It's mm. like, they, they like talk about it the same way you talk about jumping or walking or it, any other yeah in the same way that like when you watch like the typical jackie chan movie and he's just supposed to be a character in the movie but every now and then he can do like he's supposed to be the average, average every man but he could do all these incredible fight moves and stuff and every now and then someone will comment and be like oh my god that's so cool jackie but like in the context of the movie you're still supposed to think he's every man who's right. like you know going about his day you know and that's why like like this movie is so damn good like, as I re just to go back to the original one really quick, because, yeah, I, I, so I had watched the old one, like, year and year and year and year and years ago, mm -hmm. and then I watched this, uh, I keep wanting to say the Sweden version, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thinking of a be kind yeah, rewind, yeah, yeah. but yeah, like, you know, I, I watched this version, and I was just like, I, I, so I watched this version, not having seen the old one, and uh, not having seen the original in a long time, and then went back to watch the original, and had this moment where I was like, wow, it really enhanced my appreciation for what they were doing, actually, in the story, um, uh, partially because the way that it would like, yeah, like each chapter of like what was happening seemed like a new kind of mini art project of how like they would unfold the scene in how, in relation to how it heightened the emotion of what was going on. Mm -hmm. It's kind of fascinating to see like it unfold. Like uh, there, there's certain points, and there was some, sometimes where it feels very frenetic and very ADHD, and like it's just like, what the heck was that? Where are you going with this? What does that have to do with anything? But they will sometimes do things where they're like, somebody will say a bit of dialogue, and then oh, that'll lead into thinking about this, and then or so, there'll be like a love making scene, and then it'll like weirdly cut over into like love uh, uh you know epic love making mm -hmm. scenes from other movies and stuff like that to sort of like go like you know I, I like i like how it does this like here's the understanding of the film language of this and here's how we enhance the emotion of this scene and, and yeah that. i i loved that like there's a scene near the end with jade fox um where it it cuts to a todrick hall song that was and incredible then, and then you see all these scenes of that same actress when she was younger yeah. being a badass in kung fu movies so that was really cool too and, and the music and the lyrics were so perfectly like mm. with it because, because like it was you know it's todrick this, hall's it, fucking swagger right is this kind of i'm a badass bitch song and and what i loved about that too is that in the original movie and i don't think this is a flaw in the movie it's just you know the constraints of of one being one film, but Jade Fox, we don't really get a lot of backstory from her. We have like yeah. two like lines. lines yeah. We have like two Very lines. Very strong lines. Right, <laughs> where she's like talking about her own motivations and backstory and stuff, but she's really kind of a sad figure and and she's, you know, we don't get a whole lot of who she is as a person and getting this like history of Jade Fox built yeah, in so by using like, mm. that same actress's previous roles I thought was really cool. Yeah, I, so th that's just an example of how, like, yeah, this movie, like, enhances, like, what's going on in the original film. Uh, another example is, like, the scene where, just to talk about, like, uh, the original characters played by Chow Yun-Fat and Michelle Yeoh, mm -hmm. incredible actors in this mm -hmm. movie. I absolutely love them. Michelle Yao stole the freaking show. My brain She's... was thinking this was just a Chow Yun-Fat, like, main picture. Mm -hmm. But then I was like, no, she, this is really kind of about her. She is really <laughs> incredible. I really thought, like, 
I I think like she was for me like the focus of the movie like yes. because like yeah the younger the younger girl um the the sure. um, she has like uh, the story Jen, story Jen right G, like Jen yeah. and Jen and Lo have the like you know the big epic love story and stuff but to me like the older the older couple and specifically her specifically Michelle Yeoh's character yeah. is so fascinating and she's like yeah. the she's like the gravitational in center. fact it felt like like as i watched this movie it felt like a you know it felt like an epic story of old but told in certain ways where it kind of flipped things in a way that made them very human because mm-hmm. like going into this i was thinking my brain was going like oh yes i'm going to watch this movie about you know regal stone-faced people who do things and then like within the first two minutes it's like oh my god these people are in this you know, they want to be in this relationship, but they kind of can't because of their obligations. But you can tell they so feel something for each other. And it's like, oh my God, like this, like, pull the yard so, so much. Quick. Yeah. yeah. And, and I want to say one of the cool things, like, so early on, and at some point we should, we should talk about like the intro. Cause I was sitting there going, what the hell is that? <laughs> yes. But uh, one of the first scenes that is actually from Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon is they, they show, um, Lee Mubai, who's, who's Chagung Fat's character oh, arriving. <laughs> and they and they have Limu Bias here. Limu Bias here over and over and like the line getting repeated and showing like Michelle M- Michelle Yeoh's character um like anticipating this and yeah. and um and she's and you know what it reminded me of is so okay in um Jewish prayer services in traditional Jewish prayer services there's a whole lot of text, a whole lot of words. There's just like these really long Hebrew um, prayers and biblical passages and things that you go through a lot. And if you do the entire traditional service, usually you are speaking very quickly and stuff. And my synagogue has a um, a chant service um, once a month where it's literally there's a sheet. The entire service is on one sheet of paper, two sheets of paper maybe. That it's like twelve lines. And it's just one line, one short phrase for each section of the service that um, instead of going through the whole, you know, da, 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 it's this one phrase repeated over and over and chanted over and over. And it really kind of opens it up. And it's very interesting in a lot of ways. I wouldn't want to only do that, but I really find um, a lot of it's a, it's a very cool experience. And that opening scene of taking this, you know, taking the scene in the original movie that has all this dialogue and all this exposition and all this stuff going on and stretching this one line, Limu bias here, Limu bias here, over and over and and saying just as much, but in a totally different way. That's mm. what that reminded me of. I thought it was yeah, really... Yeah. Uh, another, uh, just to illustrate like how they kind of like uh, pull things together, like there's one scene where they have an emotional moment where like Chow Young-Fat kind of like, you know, um, breaks and just like, like takes uh, his love interest hands and sort of like puts it up against his face and like you see Michelle yeah like trying to be tempered but like she has that moment and you see like in her face that she's reacting and in the mo- in the recut or cut version like he grabs her hand and you see like the universe expand and explode yeah, you know yeah, and yeah. you're like the lo-fi cool music startup oh my god so this movie is so like a um they reconstitute it to be a musical, basically. Yeah. <laughs> With like, it's very, very musical, yeah. Yeah, but like modern musical, and then it's like, you know, every couple of minutes there, there'll be, well, I guess it's like a jukebox musical, because it'll be like, oh, here's this big song that you know from there. What is that one song? Da, 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 da. 
production logo or a vanity card or vanity, vanity logo i think it, i remember it being called vanity logo i thought there was another word for it but i think yeah yeah vanity but, logo. but there, there's like 12 freaking racer yeah. trash vanity logos and they play whatever and and every time you think one's whatever, over another yeah. one comes in and to the point that like jackie was watching this with me we're, we're sitting there just going bro i get it you're racer trash Ah! But I love it. Look, because at first you see one of them, and then you see another one, and then there's a, that, like that joke where you see like 20, tw- uh, 20th Century Fox logos where they all just say different things on the I did. Floor. I liked the cat. <laughs> yeah, there was also like that oh, yes. line with, that, with like a little the, black cat going, yeah, the, the, the MGM uh, logo the instead MGM of a line, you see a cat. cat. Yeah. <laughs> and it... I really did feel like I was being trolled eventually. I was sitting there like, it felt like too many cooks. It, yeah, was, oh, like, it was like, Well, what? that was the thing. As I, was, I was watching it at first, I was like, is this actually going to be Crouching Dagger, Hidden Dragon? Because so much of the I first was, five minutes is There like, was a minute where I was like, no, the only reason I knew was that when we were downloading it at one point, we clicked like into the middle and I saw one of the Gobi uh, Desert scenes and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. But I would have been like, okay, is this just going to be like two hours <laughs> of, of production logos? But that's also like cool that they're, because yeah. like, we're, right, you want a movie experience to be like, oh my that God, where are they taking me? What are they doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, and then there's, did the, um, 
Did the hot Pepsi come? The hot Pepsi Fern- came after I think. Was it Fern Gully first? There was yeah, and the it Fern, was Fern Gully-, Gully cut with what was that well, movie? It was some old like forties um, movie or something. And what was cool about it was that it's also like at least the version that I got was very high definition. So watching like these old movies in really high definition being cut together also felt like its own experience. You know, like Brief Encounter. It's it's that's what that movie is. That movie. It's the movie Brief Encounter from nineteen forty five. That is cut. With Fern Gully, Fern Gully, in such a way, it's like what's that word? It's like superimposed, yeah. So that, um, and the scenes that are selected from Brief Encounter, it's this couple they're going around and looking very sad and wistful, and so it the the way it's all cut together seems to be telling the story of this couple who went and saw Fern Gully in the theater and then just were really depressed forever after that because of Fern Gully. Yeah, in fact, isn't there like, you see the face of the female character from Fern Gully and then you see like a title card that looks like it's from like a uh, 40 short or something like that. It goes like, you know, passions of the hot or something like yeah, that. Yeah. It's like, what is going on? Um, but yeah, that kind of seems like the, like it seemed like this movie was doing a, hey, we're having a, you know, like in the old style of movies, they would have a, a little mini thing come on before. So here's this, there's an ad for hot Pepsi and then here's like a mini movie before, which I, I, I don't know, is it like alluding to what the story of this movie is? Like, is that I what they were trying well, to do? Hot Pepsi, okay. This is my like I'm gonna I'm gonna put oh, on my my big. my English teacher hat and, mm. and find the symbolism that you know Pepsi is normally drunk cold and drinking it hot is not something that most people would think about but if you if you just try this familiar beverage in a different way you Ooh. might find you like that a whole now, lot that. The, you know the thing that with, you liked before but just uh, just twist a little, little different just twisted a little different yeah, with a, a twist of lemon yeah yeah they, they were actually i mean and this was the thing i know that pepsi was trying to market pepsi for a while was really competing with coffee and they were trying <laughs> to convince young people to stick with pepsi instead of instead of drinking coffee and so they tried to convince people to drink hot pepsi um wow. and but yeah we were watching the scene at, of the of the people of these like people in like a ski chalet drinking like hot pepsi out of a punch bowl <laughs> and and my wife was like yeah they're definitely putting brandy in that like, yeah. <laughs> they're getting toasty <laughs> um but yeah okay the the one part like of all of the mixing and mastering and stuff that was happening the one part like there are parts that are like uncomfortable but only in the sense of like whoa this is weird what this is doing the one part that was like straight up hard to watch was the part where we were just showing uh, uh charles manson dancing for a couple of seconds wait i think i missed that yeah it was like, past, where was because it was showing someone dancing and like doing the thing like the youtube poops do where it's like showing someone going first uh, forward then backwards then forward then backwards and forward and then like weirdly cut to charles manson like doing a weird dance and charles manson is always someone that i can't look at because he reminds me of George Carlin, and it's so unnerving. <laughs> and I feel like I've never seen anyone bring that up. That George... Uh, I can see that. <laughs> like, he looks like him. And, like, George Carlin oh, is a very intelligent person. So to see, like, that face on that guy is just so, like, unnerves me in that uncanny valley way. I was like, I you're not supposed ne- to be that oh guy. Oh, my God. <laughs> right? I've that's never, what you're now, right? Now, that, now <laughs> that's every time I look at George Carlin. <laughs> right? It's, like, in the eyebrows, too. It's yes. in the eyebrows. Because George Carlin has a very animated face, and you know he has a very oh animated face, but it's God. not Especially intellectual. If yeah. you see now that I think about, like you've seen that that stupid clip of Charles Manson where somebody asks him, like, "Who are you?" and he makes all these faces. Uh, which, by the way, if you've only seen 
the clip because it cuts off. There's a clip that was getting shown around a lot where somebody asks him, who are you? And he makes all these stupid faces and then he goes, I'm nothing. And it sounds so profound or whatever, oh, but it cuts him off. It's like that whole joke about like, you know, the kindergarten teacher whose students are brilliant because she knows when to take the pictures away. Mm. It cuts him off. It, it cuts him off at the exact right moment. But if you watch the full clip, he goes, I'm nothing. I'm God, I'm the devil, I'm the sun and the wind, and I'm yeah, the planet yeah. Venus, I'm bad at about And he's just, like, fucking ranting like, like oh, a fucking crazy person. <laughs> right, but, you know, you, you put him in just the right context, and he sounds profound. It's oh. so fucking gross. Like, um, yeah, just... Uh, let's just get away from Charles that. Manson's and, not cool. I just but... hate it. Like, and I like it. Just like threw me off. Someone who's like, yeah, I don't want to look at this person. So like to see this happening and this joking. We were like, look, he's like jumping around. And I'm I, like, oh I, my I, god, don't show this in yeah. this like jolly light. Like... I think I just missed that somehow. But um, I was thinking of like the part that I found not objectionable in the way that a you know murderous cult leader is objectionable, but just uncomfortable and cringy was. The, and I think it was meant to be was oh. the. Um, the the red carpet of yeah. where there's all these like celebrities getting and for some, and they're all like oh yeah I take kickboxing they're all talking about how they take kickboxing yeah it's like, like yeah it's nobody cares like, yeah nobody cares that you take kickboxing classes but it's so that thing of like the, you know these uh, are stars being interviewed on the red carpet what have they got to say about the movie it's like what do they have? what do they fucking know <laughs> you know yeah and oh. it was like it wasn't People, it was all white people. And yeah, they, I think there was like one black guy, Michael Clark Duncan, I think. Oh, but yeah, like, yeah, but but it was like nobody who was in the movie. Yeah, and oh, that's what the most awkward part was. I think this part where Al Roker or something like that goes like, oh, it's called like, I think the, the woman next to him goes like, Crouching Dragon, Hidden Tiger. And oh, yeah, like, no, that was, uh, was that Kelly Ripa? I think, I, I think so. But yeah, it was but like it was Al Roker. Next and, to Al Roker, and he was and, going like, what the, what the, what the, what the uh, And yeah. then it awkwardly cuts to like Michelle Yeoh, like in the, in the interview like afterwards, and she's like, <laughs> doing that nervous laugh of like oh, alright and that like I'm uncomfortable <laughs> yeah, yeah like I'm yeah. just gonna roll with this it's like oh my god but I, I, in that way I liked what this movie was doing right cause like it didn't need to include that but it included that in this very interesting way that makes you go like oh yeah this is the the foreignization of like you know these types of movies especially that was happening back then right like I remember the whole thing you know the whole thing about um by the way, I just want to say, watching this movie, oh my god, um, the action sequences, uh, I think Jerry scared a little oh. bit, these action sequences in this, in this movie, I and I would say this as someone who's been watching Quentin Tarantino action sequences in movies for the last like couple of months, homie, eat your heart out. This I movie is so, so damn good. well choreographed. And now, I think a guy like Quentin Tarantino even knows that shit, because I remember back in the day, he was helping promote movies like Hero, because mm -hmm. um, uh, it would be like, you know, Quentin Tarantino presents Jet Li's Hero, he's like, I have to do this, because you're not gonna, like, um, American cinemas are not gonna put this up unless they see, like, an American person's name. Yeah. So let me do it. And that's what uh, I actually wanted to bring up. There's a scene in this movie that it messed with my mind, and I was thinking that, like, wait, is that from this movie? But There are clips from Hero in this. Yeah, yeah, and it the see the autumn fight that I remember being breathtaking when I yeah. saw it as a kid, but it also has Zhang Ziyi in it. Ziyi in it. So my brain, as I was watching it, I was going like, "Wait, is that from this movie?" I I thought it was from something else, but that, and then I, when I went back watching the movie, you know, the actual movie, I came to the end and I was like. Hey, that fight didn't happen. And I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, yeah, there was real. God damn it. Like, so it's like messing with this movie was messing with my uh messing with the, the Mandela effect on my brain. Yeah. <laughs> I was I like, really wait, which Zhang Zi movie was it? I really want to see that 2046 movie. That looks cool. Oh, yeah, that. yeah. The, all the movies are the hard boiled uh, uh Chow Young Fat movie that they like sampled at one point when you see all the guns come out of nowhere. It's yeah. like, oh, that, it's oh yeah, that, so that's a cool thing. <laughs> it's not just the actress playing Jade Fox, there's a lot of bits where. Uh, there's a lot of bits where there's an actor 
uh, in in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and they have a scene with that actor, and then they have scenes from other stuff the actor. Yeah, because I think the twenty forty six love scene happens when it, when Zhang Yi in this movie is doing right, love scenes. Right. So the idea is that it's like. You know, calling it so it's like he's doing it in a fun sort of uh, you know, pulling the reference sort of uh, way. Oh my god, mini thirst quarter for Zang Z real quick. Like, oh my god, I, I just had that flashback moment where I realized like oh, I had a crush on this girl like so oh, badly yeah, yeah. she's like cute as hell. And uh, and also just remembering myself being like, wait a minute, I didn't see her in that many movies. And I looked back, I was like, oh my god, she was only in as far as like nature is concerned, it was like this movie, um, um, hero, like as far as like America yeah, yeah. mainstream is concerned, and I was like well, why didn't I see any other movies? And you know how it goes where it's just like, yeah, well, yeah. America, we just don't know what to do with you. So House yeah. of Flying Daggers, that was yeah, another one. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, and then it was Rush Hour 2. That was yeah. the first big one that I had seen her in and I remember. I saw that one in theaters. I don't remember it yeah, very well, but I saw That it. was the first big one that I remember being, oh, snap, is this the next she, like kung fu star? You know what I'm saying? She's very cute. I feel like my, my third corner in this is, so Michelle Yeoh is oh, just so... Stunningly beautiful, but I don't even want to call it a thirst corner because she's so like intense and just beautiful right. and stoic, and it's like so. It's not even like it's not like thirst corner. It's you can like, only like bow down before her. I know, like, yeah. Awesomeness. But <laughs> but low, 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 low. I thought you was going to say low yeah. is like low. Low <laughs> is that, Low is like that. Is he hot or do I want to be him both? Yes. Right. He's always the, the, the rapscallion, you know what I'm saying? He's, he's so little, cool. Yeah. He's so freaking cool. <laughs> but, but like, but he, he's a bit of a bad boy. Okay, so I like how this movie like so like emulates these tropes but then like breathes new life into him and yeah. how the story unfolds. Because like this is so that story of like the, the princess, the prissy princess, you know, like uh, gets with the, you know, the bad boy, uh, yeah. you know, except roaming that, thief. Except that she gets him because she literally like chases after him on yeah. a horse and tries to beat his ass that, because he stole her comb. That's what I like about it, right? Like it, it's, it gives you more than just the, you know, it's the not simple. That, it's not that trope of like, because she's also been, we have haven't even like mentioned this mm -hmm. she's already been and this is very cool like self-taught wood wudang wu style yeah. yeah she's been self-teaching wudang style and that whole thing we haven't even like really talked about that yeah. but the big um thing with her character jen yu is she's about to get married is right but that she she's this governor's daughter and jade fox has infiltrated the house and she stole. I think that's your servant, right? Like, well, she's she's her governess. Yeah, yeah. And she stole Jade Fox stole the Wu Dang manual, um, mm. and and so she. But she can't read. And she can't read. Yeah. And it, we find out she can't read, but she taught herself how to fight from the illustrations, from the diagrams, which is already impressive as hell. Yeah. But then Jen is actually able to read it, and so she takes it to the next level. Yeah, she's actually the master, which is funny, because as you watch the movie, you're at first thinking, oh, this older woman is, like, th this master that's sending her out to do this stuff. And right. they're like, oh, it was But them. she's a much, like, she's, she's like, Jade Fox is a, is a competent fighter, but Jen's, like, at the next level because she was actually able to read and understand the details deeper meaning yeah and um and and that's so i guess the the lesson is don't um don't base your entire uh career on a book that you can't read <laughs> yeah, exactly. it, it's very tragic because like right at the end she's like you know you she tells she tells jen like i gave you everything and you yeah. kept this from me it's you kept so the secrets from me interesting Cause Cause jen is really kind of an awful little brat yeah like, like really that's is. what i love about this movie like the she's not perfect yeah the, the character's 
the, the younger characters that you assume would be like the main characters or whatever that are moving and drive, driving the action board, like they're not like great people, I don't but they know you if, understand what they're like. Right. I don't know are. if it's just that I'm old, but I just found. <laughs> I found, I keep forgetting, um, I keep calling her Michelle Yeoh because I keep forgetting the character's name. Hold on. Uh. Uh, <laughs> Michelle Yeoh. Um, okay, uh, Yu Shu Lian. Uh, Yu Shu Lian and, um, and Li Mu Bai, I just find them so much more compelling than like, oh, I course. mean, like the younger couple are like, you know, like the Gobi Desert scenes are awesome, and yeah. they're very cute, and their love story is very, well, you know, it's romantic. very, com but a little complex, but in a way that I feel plays it earnestly. Instead of, I feel like in the American version of this, they would cutenize the the awkwardness of what their relationship was, right? And I feel like in this movie. They play it real. Like, it, it. it's like, it's not necessarily a Stockholm Syndrome thing, right? Because she wants to do this, this, and this. And, like, but there's still the tension of, like, when they actually do the lovemaking scene, it feels a little like, ooh, should they be doing this? It well, feels I like mean, they're, they're still, like, they're you know, also, on. like, she's trying to kill him. Like, like it's right? not, like, <laughs> that's the, it's the interesting thing that I, and I like it, that he didn't kidnap her. She, like, went after him yeah. and is trying to kill him and then almost dies in the desert and he rescues her. Yes, exactly. Well, like, and it, do, and it doesn't play it in this cute sort of way where it's like, oh, rescue her, and isn't this a great relationship now? It's like, it's still kind of rocky and terse with how yeah, you know, things come yeah. out. Yeah, but it's, but I just found like the older couple so much more compelling. Oh, sure. Um, I mean, mainly because, uh, oh, this is what, I think this is what I was thinking about. Uh, Tuka and Birdie, uh, uh, there was a, 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 you watch that show, The Tuka and Birdie? I watched like one or two episodes of Tuka and Birdie. You gotta check it out. It's a great show. There's one episode where they, where uh, Tuka's talking to her, her boyfriend about like the tropes of like movies that girls like, and one of the tropes is like these two people who can't be together but you know like that you know that they have something for each other and they don't kiss until the dying day and it's like oh my god that's so basically what this movie is yeah. but like even knowing that trope like the way these characters fulfill that and the way it pulls you along emotionally yeah. for that ride and like you're really there when it's like when they have those little moments of like you know well, revealing their emotions like oh and, snap, and also I really feel because it. it's not the sort of younger Romeo and Juliet star-crossed lovers trope of mm. external forces keeping them apart in fact external forces like all their friends and people keep telling them to get together but it's their internal sense of honor because what it is is that uh Yushu Liem was engaged to Li Mubai's friend mm. who was killed and so neither of them they both feel like it would be dishonoring his memory for them to get together mm. and so I like that's a nice thing too that it's not just like oh we we want to be together but they're we making us not yeah. but like it's it's their own internal struggles that yeah. that and to me that's a lot more uh, a lot more interesting yeah yeah it, it makes you feel it just makes the little things that they do mean so much more and, as it, you watch and it. it stands in contrast to the younger couple having the more external like well we want to be together but her parents are making her marry this guy and yeah. you know which isn't to say there's anything wrong with that trope and and that's like used really well too in fact i really like that there's the contrast of the older couple who's kept apart by their internal morality mm. and the younger couple being kept apart by external circumstances and that that both of those exist yeah. in the and i actually like that they they try the older couple tries to help them stay together because they're like, like there's, it's so yeah, they, fascinating. They with both these kind of Friar Lawrence them, where they're like, okay, go to this monastery and yeah, and, and they're like, and they're like, look, I know you're dealing with this, so this is what we're gonna do to get around it. Like Michelle Yeoh is so cool when she goes like, I did all of this to keep you from getting found out. So like, oh, you know, yeah, you're yeah. gonna give me my respect. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, 
I hope that you have seen this movie at this point, or you're going to have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> but yeah, just as a reminder, Jen, um, so the movie kicks off with Lee Mubai was up in the mountains meditating, and he has this really mm. trippy, scary experience oh, meditating. And, and this is what I love, like, when the Eraser Trash movie starts off, like, starts proper, like, he's you know, having this dialogue, which in the original film is just kind of like this very pensive dialogue, but, like, in this cut, it's, it's jokey, but it's still, like heightening and expressing what the emotion is. Like, because it has this weird edit that goes like, I started to get into this mode and like, you see things like digitize and get really yeah. weird. And it's like, I reached like happiness and enlightenment. And like, the editing tries to like, emulate that feeling yeah. of the enlightenment. And then it's like, but then something happened. And then it shows like the dark twist. It was like, Right, like that. Right. I love that. Uh, like enhancing the story, you know, like it's enhancing yeah. storytelling. But so, by doing so that. he's so he basically said, you know, he gave up meditating. He came back down, and he's got to go and apologize to his dead master for for retiring before he kills Jade Fox, who killed him, and he uh, and the sword, his famous four hundred year old sword, Green Destiny. He wants to give to his friend Certe. And so, um, and, and also, uh, Yushu Lian runs a security company. So she's got her whole business going in the city. Mm. Um, so they give the sword to Certe, who seems to be running sort of a, an inn, and then the governor's family is staying there, yeah, is yeah. the impression I got. Um, but the sword's there at his house, and Jen, who is secretly this, like, badass, you know, kung fu master... Uh, steals the sword yeah. and um, and uh, Yusha Lian goes and fights her and knows exactly who she is. Yeah, because she they, meets her earlier in the movie and right, having and they're, the conversation. They're right up in each other's faces. Yeah, that's like, the reason why they have the conversation about like, uh, uh, like oh, you're, yeah, because uh, um, Zhang Zi's character admires uh, uh Admires the sword, yeah. You no, know, no, admires her. Admires Admir Michelle oh, Young's character. Oh, yeah, and he's like, you're a cool saying, woman who gets to do what you want. And right. I read all the stories about how cool you are. And da, da, da. And Michelle Young's like trying to tell her and be like, yeah, they don't tell you about all the, you know, ticks I have to pick off, you know. Yeah. They don't tell you about all the bad stuff that I have to deal with, you know. Yeah. Um, And it also implied they don't tell you about, the, you know, the fucking, you know, heartbreak and the emotional damage yeah. you have to deal with. But she's, right, like, that's but like she's thinking of her as this young gun. Is like, okay, you think my life is real nice, but you have the comfort of marriage and being taken care of. And maybe you should be, you know, happy with that. That's kind of like how she's kind of playing yeah, it yeah. off, right? Um, but yeah, then we get the next scene where like the the fight happens, and oh my god, I, I just feel like the repeated edits of what happens in the in the 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 uh, racer trash cut it honestly helped me appreciate the choreography of the fight scenes a little bit more. Like just to like see it go back and then forward and be like, oh my god, yeah, they really did do that in one take. Wow, like you know what I mean as you're watching it. Like there's yeah. the one scene where where um the uh, uh what is it uh Fox? What's her name? Jade Fox. Yeah, Jade Fox is fighting the three uh the, the three uh, dudes guarding the temple and like there's a scene where like the circle swords are like all up in someone's face and he's like getting yeah. back like oh my god oh my god like and the way they re-edited like it's kind of made to look a little silly without they're repeating it but like when watching I still can't help but appreciate like the oh my god but this is really getting close to a yeah, oh yeah, like this yeah. is really cool you know what I mean um yeah and uh oh and this is the thing though so Jade Fox is like I, the movie doesn't really give you a a, a clear cut like you know, who's good and who's bad, right? Because you're assuming it would be Chiang Fat and Xiao Yo's people, you know, they're they're the you know, the protector of the sword and they're the good guys. And then Jade Fox, what's her reasoning for uh why she wants to, you know, take the sword Is and kill the, the master? The master of the Wu Dang, you know, slept with her 
and then said, well, but I can't teach women. Women are just here to sleep with and not, right. not don't get to learn stuff. And so it's like, no, she's actually like yeah. very sympathetic. Like, she's a monster. She goes around murdering people. But at the same time, it's like she's very much the sympathetic villain. And this was 2000. Mm. So it's, you know, before the sort of sympathetic villain thing became almost a cliche and became too expected that, you know, and it's not hammered home. You know, she doesn't get too much of a big speech. It's a couple lines, but you're it's like, just that line that makes oh, you go. Oh. You can understand. Like, <laughs> yeah. she's not just this evil witch who's do who's killing people for fun. Like, yeah. she, she, like, had a legit grievance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As the plot like goes on, her character and all the other characters end up feeling very mixed in their motivations in such a communicably human way. Yeah. Um, especially in the sense of like like uh, Chow Young Fat's character in relation to uh, Zhang Ziyi's character, where he's like, you know, she's this rapscallion who's like, you know, this, you know, uh, wants to, you know, kill the master and all this sort of stuff. But he's like, wait, I still see great potential in her, and I do want. I feel like this potential could be like you know, created into a master, and right? And he like, says he wants to train her or she will become a poison dragon. Yeah. And, which I thought was such a great, like, yeah. image. And, well, it's specifically saying, like, it, it reminded me of Star Wars, right? Like, it, it reminds me of these types of, like, tropes where it's like, no, they're, like, I believe in their potential, but it must be honed by the right person because right. if it's honed by the wrong person, and, like, that's just a life lesson, right? Like, yeah. you can have all the potential of the world, but if you hang around the wrong crowd, you're gonna get, you're like, you know what I'm saying? That potential is gonna get squandered. And so, like, he's literally trying, and, and in fact, it's a subtle subversion right because like his master didn't want to teach women but uh-huh. he does and he doesn't make a big deal out of it he's just like you have the potential you should be trained because well, he sees right? that like, she's already like she's already extremely capable and knows that if she isn't given you know any kind of guidance or community she's just going to be another jade fox but more dangerous because mm. she knows what she's doing mm. and so that's what becomes a plot and so it's very fascinating how like the good guys are like specifically involving themselves with trying to like, you know, uh, give give a leg up to. I don't even call them the antagonists. There's no real like antagonist, right? Like, there's no like bad person. It's just people who are in locked they situations all, they all have, that are right. Because even like Jen is like a brat and she acts like a jerk, especially near the end. But she's also, you know, she's this young girl who is phenomenally talented as a fighter. Having her and, talent being hidden. And also right? and also in love and is being forced to marry somebody other than the person she's in love with and being forced into a lifestyle that won't allow her to exercise her talent. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so it's like, yeah, she's acting like a jerk, but you can also feel very sympathetic for her being pushed into that. Yeah, and uh, a Chinese friend of mine, I actually asked him, was like, uh, you know, what's the meaning of the movie, like, title? And it was specifically uh, connotating to the general idea of having... Like, uh, you know how linguistically things are kind of like hard to translate, but so it becomes the most melodramatic version of what you can translate it to. And so it's essentially saying like, it's pulling to the metaphorical idea of like someone having to have something hidden that has great power, but you can't reveal it. Maybe just yet because it's, of, it's a little yeah. like speak softly and carry a big stick. Yeah, yeah. And as you watch the movie, like you kind of see that unfolding in how the characters act, right? Like, you know, the, the, the main older characters have a great love for each other, right? You know, this younger woman has great talent. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's all these, like, hidden things that these people can't reveal because of, boom, because of that, right, because right, of this. Right. So, um, it, I just loved, like, that made me appreciate just the title, because it, it was always just a fly-ass title to me, you know? Like, yeah. Project Tiger Index. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I was like, oh, okay, it's connotating to how the how the movie unfolds in the, in the plot. Um, yeah, so just... That, just appreciating the character study of these characters interacting and it, it really like, it pulls you in that way where it's just like, 
this is real life in the sense of like, you know, in our movies, we're always like, well, who's got the black hat? Who's got the white hat? Who's always right, got it? Right. When you really look into the, like, the specifics this of most situations. really is not a clear, the, the, the closest thing to a serious antagonist in this movie is Jade Fox. Yeah. And even she is basically, you know. Like, you can't get mad at her. Right, yeah, like, it's not right, like. Right, <laughs> like, she's, she has this feminist grievance and the two female leads in the movie are female fighters. And so it's like, obviously, the the movie's not saying a woman shouldn't be a fighter and is wrong for wanting that. Right, so it's, right. So even, the text of the film is like, not, Jade yeah. Fox is like the closest thing <laughs> to a straightforward bad guy and even she is very, very sympathetic. Yeah, watching the the remix movie, I remember I wrote this note down. It's like this feels like if Kid Me would like watch this movie, and then afterwards they're like, okay, well, how would you re-edit it? It's like, okay, so we're gonna have this one part where everything turns green and it kind of digitizes and it looks like a a, a video game cutscene from the '90s. You know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. that. It's so cool. Yeah, I did. I I forgot about that. There was the scene where it was was it, it was Jen and Lee Mubai, right? That were turned their skin was green. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, I wonder if that's like about the Green Destiny. Yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah and there was the video game bits that mm-hmm. that was so cool. The scene where where uh uh, uh Z's character is like sitting outside and like having some tea, and the two dudes, one with the beard, like come up to him, and you hear the Ijima ding 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 on the water squat. <laughs> that classic uh, like K rap joint. <laughs> the bit that um, the bit that I was like, it's probably my least favorite bit, but I also really appreciated it where it was in the movie and thought it was necessary going back to the remix Mm -hmm. was the bit in the restaurant where it was like it's like a couple it's i i don't want to make assumptions these might be grown adults but they sound like a couple teenage girls (laughs) yes kind of riffing and just doing like like doing the voice like um i'm gonna fight you yeah like like, (laughs) and it's like it's kind of not that entertaining but i actually really appreciated it as like the centerpiece like as like the middle of the movie because we've got all these like crazy trippy edits and all this like like I said like there were bits where I was having a little bit of a flashback and I was like standing there going yeah in (laughs) fact it gives a strobe light warning which is actually really considerate they give like multiple strobe light warnings like at first they say there's a strobe in the movie and then right before it happens they're like guys (laughs) alright this is where it happens yeah there's some intense (laughs) but yeah there's a lot of like very intense trippy visuals and then to just have this because I don't think there's even really a whole lot of visual editing happening there it's it's just the the girls doing these this dialogue over in that kung pao sort of way and it's and it's like uh it's like it gives you a minute to kind of sit and okay this is dumb i'm gonna sit and breathe for a second and also (laughs) i think it's like you know because in that scene i feel like that's her at her most uh, you know, uh, not giving a shit is, and yeah. so like the the voice, especially the attitude that she has in that moment, where like all those guys are coming up to her and she's just eating her bowl of soup like it's no big deal, and like the one guy comes up and is like, uh, so I'm like, the, and he sounds so unconfident, I'm the arm metal arm guy, uh, and she's yeah. like, eh, nah, 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 you got a long name that's too long, what are you talking about? And he's like, well, well maybe I should show you my power, and it, yeah, I think it's like he goes like, well, uh, 
you just embarrassed me, so, so I'm gonna fight you. <laughs> and yeah. then and then she just like casually just does the fucking I wanna say the Matrix thing that technically that didn't come out in the movie before, but you remember in with uh Keanu does the thing where he's like, Oh shit, I can just do whatever. And then she's just like moving his hand like this. It's yeah. like, oh it doesn't really matter. But she's just doing it like while she's like in the middle of eating and then like and then pushes off. And the way she does the final like flare off, just like get the fuck off. I think they also <laughs> highlighted because it's a subtle-ish moment where you know she orders this massive meal. And then she looks in her purse and doesn't seem to have much in there. And I think the in the redub, they're like, oh, I guess I'm broke. Yeah. <laughs> and, it's like, and it kind of really highlights it and makes it seem like she really just got in this huge fight and completely wrecked the place and beat up like 20 people because she didn't want to pay for lunch. Yeah. <laughs> like, but like I said, like it really helps characterize the scene. Like, oh, yeah, this is this bratty chick who, yeah, sure, she's good as though, but she's still like this, like, you know, bratty asshole. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, oh, and of course, them playing free falling again to illustrate, like, that, what you're... oh my God, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> that bit cracked me the fuck up. There's, it's the bit, it's, it's the, it's the Gobi Desert bit where she's chasing low, where Jen is chasing low around. They're like, She's, they're both on horses and she's chasing him. And it's this cover of Freebird. She's a good girl. Yeah. Loves her horses. horses. Loves horses. horses. And, and horses, horses too. <laughs> and then it's got, and then it cuts to like footage of a bunch of horses French kissing. Yeah. And it goes, but, free horses. <laughs> but I also love the fact that it's like, at this moment, it really is calling to, like, you know, what is what is happening in the song, in the original song, right? It's like, oh, you know, I'm a bad boy for breaking her heart. And so in this movie, I right, they're playing the so scene. I so distracted by the <laughs> Of course. Yeah, they're doing a double thing where it's just like the ridiculousness of the horses, but also using that song to call to the, the bad boy relationship yeah. that's going on in this moment, right? Yeah. Like, so that's what I loved. I was like, oh. He's I, <laughs> I, oh my God. Just the horse, I'm sorry. You know what This, this is the perfect me? distillation of what this movie's like. It's like, oh, this is going to the thing. And then there's a ridiculous thing about horses making out. Yeah. <laughs> you know what you kind of reminded me of? The, this is not anything to do with this remix specifically, mm. but there is a there was a guy, I saw a video of this guy who did a cover of uh, what's that song? Jack and Diane, but he changed mm. every lyric to sucking on chili dogs. <laughs> <laughs> sucking on chili dogs. Sucking on chili dogs. Oh yeah. Sucking on a dog. Sucking on such a specific. Sucking on chili dogs. Like no one does that. Sucking on chili dogs. It feels like such a like. Oh yeah, we gotta write it down home Americana way. They suck it on chili dogs. This is like, but no one suck because I immediately I'm thinking of choking like like you know. But I think I will sometimes walk around and just go sucking on a dog. (laughs) (laughs) But I think Free Horses might have supplanted that as the most amusing cover. Anyway. Oh, I think that was what I wanted to call to the the fucking uh, the sleigh joint that I don't want. I slay. That 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 with Todd Hall. I fucking love that when she's flexing on the dude. So good. And it's edited so well with the clips from the other Kung Fu movies. Because it really does feel like this is this bad bitch's anthem. Like and oh specifically It's it's like justice for Jade Fox. Like she needs a little bit of backstory here. And 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 just when you get the the part where she goes like uh the part where in the song where he goes, drop for me, drop for me, drop. You see like the dudes that she's knocking out dropping. Like there's one scene where like she walks out and like in front of her, behind her, one of the dudes that she knocks out like drops from like a higher level you know that so it's was, such a great moment that was so good can I I'm sorry I'm all over the place but can I just call out no I can't what okay so mm, I just want to say if anybody alright so if anybody has not seen 
if anybody has not seen Our Flag Means Death, I personally did not like the first couple of episodes that much, but stick with it. It gets really, 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 really good, especially if you are a queer person. Really watch Our Flag Means Death, and I'm not going to say anything else Except no, that... Should we tell people to hit that fast-forward button a couple except, of times? <laughs> no, except that in, I think it's the second-to-last episode, there is the most perfect, the most perfect editing to a song that I have ever seen on screen. So that's all about that. But back to this mm. remix, yes, that was freaking fantastic. It was such an... It it's such really a, like... Good. You know what it is? Like... I feel so much like like when I see a movie like this where it's like, this is weird. Maybe not everything perfectly works, right? But it's like, it's such a fascinating project. Like, it's one of those things like, man, I wish this would be in theaters. I wish this was a thing that people promoted. I wish that we could promote it by using like the clips as like the music videos and like play that on like it TV to, to be, be like, oh my God, what is this from? Oh, it's actually from this movie. You know what I'm saying? It needs like, to be in, it needs to be like on IMAX, mm. but not the one in Silver Spring. It needs to be on a big screen in DC within the DC limits. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not not Maryland. It's got to be in oh, DC. Oh, facts, facts. <laughs> uh, oh my god. Unless you've got a medical card. Um. Yeah. <laughs> god right. damn it, Governor Hogan! Oh my god, yeah. <sighs> um, there's a scene where you know he. Uh, uh, Charlie Fast character throw the, throws the sword into the water and the, like you know it's it's about the the town. Oh, and she jumps in. Sword that was like such a great like where it really slows down Jen yeah. jumping and swimming. The, every time I see somebody swimming in a movie, it makes me want to swim so bad. I was like, <laughs> oh my god, I want to swim. But also, I really loved it just the way it looked where like they would you uh, seeing the rush of water and then seeing it recolored a bunch yeah. of times and like and re-angled like it yeah, looks so have, cool like, to just look arms. at they also like yeah. edit it in such a way that like her arms are kind of like trailing like you see like after images so it looks like yeah. she's got like six arms in fact there's one part specifically that I love that like my eyes just couldn't get enough of watching there's a scene I know they're pulling from another movie because I couldn't remember it happening but it was like a bunch of people in like flowing like bright colorful clothes just yeah. kind of like moving around and yeah. it was like interposing the colors on the other colors and it was just like a oh my god I could just look at this forever like the way it looks is just so beautiful uh, with with the you know the saturated deep purples and all this sort of things like I think that one might have been from 2046 I need to see that uh, that feels like it yeah yeah this is so weird it's like how do we end this it's just like I don't know go watch this like... yeah I mean, that's the thing is like I, there's probably cool bits we forgot to mention I'm sure there are yeah. but but that's for you to discover yeah, the I, mean, I, I really like doing this because this, this is specifically going to be exposing more people to this yeah you know? it's, like, it's not a linear it's not a linear one at all but yeah like look up I think if you if you look up like Racer Trash, there's the links. Yeah, on just our go, Google Reddit Racer Trash edit. You know, yeah. <laughs> Reddit Racer but, Trash edit. The, that's the right. But, but it yeah, right. it's definitely. I would say like watch Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. It, like if you haven't seen it or you haven't seen it in a long time, like watch it or yeah. rewatch it. And then watch this within the next yeah, couple I think, days. Yeah, I think that actually might and, be the best way to do it. Like, I, watch the first one and then watch the remix so that you can fully appreciate those moments where it's going like, oh, it's calling that. Yeah. Oh, snap, it's mixing it and doing a weird thing here. Yeah, yeah. And I, I definitely have, like, a long list of now I need to see this and that <laughs> movies. Right. Yeah. So, oh, man, but yeah, yeah, I mean, very cool. Very, very cool project. 
Yeah, and hope Razor Trash and, and, and company keep doing more yeah, uh, good, good Banksy job. movies. Or yeah. <laughs> <whatever>. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I really like this. And, and like, I'm really like just like excited by the idea of like, oh my god, I want to see more of these. I want, I specifically want to see weird bad movies being like remakes, right? Like, or not necessarily bad movies, but like movies that weren't necessarily great, but like had a like you know like I feel like you know okay, what I'm trying to say. I'm gonna say something here. Like, I never got. I've seen the room. I actually purchased the room on DVD mm-hmm. because that's like the only legal way to do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm a oh, and you're a, nothing if I, not a man of uh, going. Well, through, through I, the legal I way. just my my. Uh, my laptop doesn't like torrents, as we mm. discovered. But, um, but no, Your like... laptop's a lava-buying citizen, eh? I, I don't know, it's a Mac. Um, <laughs> but I, uh, I've seen The Room, and I don't find it entertaining. Like, <laughs> I, you, know, you, you know what it is? It's been ruined. Because I remember watching that movie for the first time when it was like, what's this awful movie? Because I got it. Did we watch I, it together? I can't remember, but I do remember a friend of mine that I went to, that I went to college with, and we would watch bad movies, and it would just be like... God, like it was like early on where it was like this is the worst movie I watch this one and it was just like what because I remember watching like Leprechaun 2 Back to the Hood or something like that yeah. and like that and like the room so it was like we we had this sort of like watching bad movie thing and then it was like right after my friend showed me that movie then it was like oh everyone knows you know that thing where you yeah. look around and you're like I, oh I, just, I, didn't find it, I did not find it that interesting but I would like to see Eraser Trash Remix Definitely. Edit. Oh, also, little quick wreck is uh, Dom Noble on YouTube did a video about the, about the room recently. Mm-hmm. That is, I'm not going to say anything about it other than watch that <laughs> from beginning to end. All right. But uh, but yeah, like really, Razor Trash, if you guys are listening, kudos. Very yeah, cool, entertaining. Yeah. Well, what, hey, if they're listening, what movie would you want to throw to them to, to do next? I, I want to think of one. The, uh, I mean, honestly, I would love it if they did The Room. Although, I don't know. Like, Tommy was always apparently like a real asshole. A real about, litigious. Uh, uh, so, yeah. I don't know. It might not be safe for them to do that. Yeah, I, I was thinking uh, Phantom of the Paradise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, but like I feel like Phantom of the Paradise is like so trippy and has so much going on in and of itself. Like I feel yeah. like I feel like the reason that Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon works so well for this is not I mean it's an amazing movie, so not because like oh it's bad and you need to fix it, but because it's so minimal it's, and, and it's stylized. So, it's, with what well, it's doing be, it. specifically because it's so minimalistic and it's so slow. Yeah, like like the like, fight, like when I watched the original, like certain fight scene, like the first fight scene where it's like you know, they're, they're like, pushing and fighting on each other. And then the scene where, like, she pushes back and you see her, like, go all across the, the yeah. field. Like, there's a very I, simple I way it's being like, done. But because of the film language and how it's set up, your breath is taken away yeah. by just watching Yeah, like, it. I don't want to see anything that's already crazy. I want to see stuff. I want to yeah, see, I get like, you. Hmm. I mean, honestly, like, any kind of, like, old like black and white slow like oh my god slow paced like yeah now now what am i thinking of uh, i mean frankly like a lot of like classic noirs might be cool to do with this oh maltese falcon <laughs> or something like that maybe yeah or like yeah i don't know but um i'm trying to think i'm trying to think of like a movie that was because you know you, you tend to we're not just, we're just throwing out re- we're just throwing out requests yeah we're just- <laughs> do north do Listen, north oh my god <laughs> <laughs> Guys, like, do North, <laughs> but make it not racist. Somehow. Yeah, exactly. Somehow make it not racist. Look, we, just like every racist bit, just cut with like actual like 
just cut with footage from a better movie depicting that whole thing. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a brilliant idea. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, yeah, that's really we're, good We're on. just telling them what to do now. <laughs> right? like, fuck <laughs> you guys, you make it. No, look, they're an anarchic collective. They'll do what they wish, but I'm just throwing it out there. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Just no, we need to do that. Put all the ideas. <laughs> you know. right, but yeah, yeah, no, definitely, like, definitely, like, an experience. Yeah, check out this movie and the original for sure. Yeah. Um, So, uh, thank you so much for listening. This has been the Review New Podcast. If you want to support your boy, you can always go over to patreon.com slash rapcritic where we get these episodes to you before uh, you get them anywhere else as well as early Rap Critic episodes, as well as joining, joining the Rap Critic Patreon uh, for movie and game nights, as well as uh, be, you being able to comment on the episodes if you, uh, on the Rap Critic episodes, if you, you know, want to talk about the songs, I have a little, you know, what you think talk back session uh, for the $5 uh, patrons that contribute. So that's for the ongoing support. If you want to do one-time support where you can uh, give as much as you want, as well as um, make requests, you can hit that Kofi at Kofi.com slash Rap Critic. That's ko-fi.com slash rap critic. I feel like I'm always slurring every like important details where it's just like, oh crap, did I say that right? Well, whatever, I already said it now. <laughs> That's what you get the link tree for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, check out all the other stuff I got going on. You know, all the places you can support me, twitch.tv slash rap critical where I do the live streams and all that fun, sexy stuff. And until next time, I'm DJ. I'm Evan. And... Feed emotion, feed emotion. Music is from the street, designed to make your movie feed. Feed my motion, feed my motion. Na na na, na na na. I ain't happy, I'm feeling glad I got sunshine. In a bag, I'm useless, but not for long. The future is coming on. I ain't happy, I'm feeling glad I got sunshine. In a bag, I'm useless, but not for long. The future is coming on.